Welcome to the Element of Surprise. My name is Chadwick J. Suet, and as most of you know, this is the Element of Surprise. However, what you don't know, what you are unaware of at this given point in time, is that we are going to be playing everybody's favorite game that nobody asked for, Topic Roulette. So, before I get into the game, let's uh, let's do the, uh, the bullshit. Um, we're on Podbean. All our episodes are there. EOS, mentallyirregular.podbean.com. And uh, that's where you can listen to us. Check out our Facebook page, www.facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular. Uh, from there, check out our shit. Uh, join the EOS group. Uh, we're on YouTube now. I don't know the actual domain of that, but it's the EOS channel. So if you go to YouTube and you look up the Element of Surprise podcast channel, that's us. Uh, it's basically videos of my cats taking shits and me dancing at the Goodwill. And then I pepper in some other things in there as well. But uh, it's it's a growing. It was a, It's a project. It's stuff that I do in my free time that you won't hear about on the podcast. Because, honestly, I can't be asked to remember all this shit. But, um, so that's that. Without further ado, let's play some Topic Roulette. I'd like to thank uh, Carol Ann, Lamberti Schutz, Justin Shetlin, Bill Signs. Mark Rego, and various others. If I forgot to mention your name personally, don't think that I forgot about you. I just didn't have a list of names set in front of me, but uh, for all the topics on the wheel. So, without further ado, without further ado, let's spin that wheel. Very first topic of the night is uh, Donald Trump, uh, which was... Given to us by uh, Mark Rego. I don't know why Mark's so obsessed with Donald Trump. He always puts this one on there, and I always try to keep it off the wheel. But I figured he's just going to keep doing it until I talk about it, so I might as well just talk about it. So, uh, Donald Trump. What can I say about Donald Trump that hasn't already be sa been said? Um, I want his hair, but I don't mean like I don't want my hair to be styled like his hair. I want his actual hair 
that is on his head. Like, you know, when he dies, I want to scalp him and take his hair and, I don't know, I guess, I, I guess wear it. I guess I'll wear Donald Trump's hair and that would just be my thing. Like, you know, people be like, hey, Chad, I see you're rocking that hat. They'd be like, that's no hat. That's Donald Trump's hair. And they'd be like, ballin', ballin'. That's awesome. You're, you're kicking ass with the, with the Trump hair on your head. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, check out my new leg brace. It's made out of John Larroquette's spine. Uh, for those of you who don't know who John Larroquette is, he was on Night Court, as well as various other things. He was the lawyer in Night Court. Uh, but yeah, I want his, Donald Trump's hair, John Larroquette's spine. Um, I think getting Danny Trejo's uh, femur would also be nice. And, uh, you know, I basically I just want a collection of celebrity body parts um, around my house. Bones, hair. Um, I think it would be nice to have Steve Buscemi's face, like his actual face, as like a, like a mask. And I could wear my Steve Buscemi mask after he dies. But, um, you know, so that's that. I want Donald Trump's hair. Um, you know, I don't really have more on Donald Trump, Mark. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can say about the man that hasn't already been said. So moving on. Next topic. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody watched Fight Club recently because this topic is if I could fight any celebrity living or dead, who would it be and why? Um, man, I gotta look up and see who gave me that one because I want to address them directly, but at the same time, I'm not on the Facebook page at the moment, so I'm not going to do that. Um, let's see. If I could fight any celebrity living or dead, who would it be and why? Um, hmm. Hmm. I imagine, uh, Andrew Jackson, President Andrew Jackson, because he was one crazy dueling motherfucker. Um, I might not, I may have or may have not yet spoken about my, uh, weird obsession with President Andrew Jackson, but let me tell you guys a little historical facts about Andrew Jackson. So, he was the first president in United States history who ever had an assassination attempt on his life, and, um... Uh, an insane person, uh, uh, let me clarify, a, a person who was more insane than Andrew Jackson, but probably not by much, by much distance, um, decided to attempt to murder him. He pulled out two pistols and fired both of them. Both of them misfired, I can only assume, because bullets were afraid of Andrew Jackson. So, Andrew Jackson did what Andrew Jackson does best, that being he took his walking stick... Uh, which was made out of hickory, which is where he got the nickname Old Hickory from. Look up Andrew Jackson. This is history. And he beat the man almost to death. His own, his own protection, his own, his own guards and protection had to pull him off of his would-be murderer in, in, terms to, in hopes of saving the other guy's life so that way he could be tried. Um, Andrew Jackson's dying words were that he could he didn't shoot enough people or hang enough people and he and he named names one of whom was his own vice president he wished he could have shot him or hung him so yeah if i could fight any celebrity living or dead it would have to be andrew jackson and as to why it's because he was insane he was fucking nuts i think that if i was going to see i'm not much of a fighter so if i got into a big fight like that i'd want it to be a one and done like a one fight and then i'm done fighting so you know, I'd fight Andrew Jackson because chances are one of us isn't walking away alive. And that would be a fight. That would be a memorable fight. You know, I mean, if I went down to Andrew Jackson, then, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'd just be one of possibly hundreds of names on his list. But if I beat Andrew Jackson, 
I'd be known as the man who beat the shit out of the craziest, fucking duelingest, fucking cane-whippingest motherfucker in uh, presidential history. So, yeah, Andrew Jackson. That's my answer to you, um, good listener. Next topic. Ah, good one. Um, what is the sexiest gold bloom? The fly, Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World, or Independence Day? I'm, I'm assuming you mean the characters Goldblum's pl- played, uh, the fly being Seth Brundle, uh, the Jurassic Park World uh, movies being Dr. Ian Malcolm, or Independence Day being Dr. Uh, David Levinson. Um, definitely Seth Brundle from The Fly. Uh, he's naked half the time because he's teleporting, and then the other half of the time, he's also naked because he's transforming into a giant man-fly. Um, you know, Jurassic Park is a very close second because of him laying there with the shirt. Like, that is the... They have those uh, Pop Funko figurines out. I want that one of him with the shirt open. I would put it on my desk at work. It would be fucking amazing. Uh, that being said, I do have a Funko Pop of Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malkin on uh, my desk at work, but it's not the one with his bare-chestedness and, you know, looking all sexy and erotic. Uh, that being said, uh, Dr. David Levinson from Independence Day, just, he's not sexy. He's more like, hey, I'm the goofball Goldblum. And uh, I'm speaking about this as if they're triplets, but, uh, you know, they're all just characters he played. But, yeah, no, The Fly, uh, Seth Brundle's character is definitely the most erotically charged version of Goldblum. Um, he exuded sex. He had the mullet. Uh, he talked as only Goldblum can. Uh, he banged Gina Davis like 20 times in that movie. And then also a random bar skank after he um, used a corrosive fly vomit to break her uh, boyfriend's hand in an arm wrestling contest. And the bone was sticking out. And, um, you know, everybody's like in shock and like disgust at the fact that this guy's got a bone sticking out of his arm and he's bleeding. Jeff Goldblum just takes her hand and leaves. You know why? Because Seth Brundle was that fucking sexy. He could just do that shit. He rolls up in places, fucking vomits your foot off, breaks some dude's arm, grabs your woman and leaves because Seth Brundle was the sexiest Goldblum. And don't, you know, this is just my opinion. This is one of many opinions that I have. And... All of my opinions are, of course, my own. So, you know, I think that uh, I think that if you disagree, that's fine. You're allowed to, but uh, I'd like to debate you on it. I would debate you uh, back uh, tits to tits to crack about that one. Is that a phrase? I'll debate you tits to crack. Well, it is now. That's a new phrase. That's a new phrase, hon. I'll debate you tits to crack. I like that. Next topic. Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I put this one on the wheel myself. Um, I have one to put. What's the next new drug trend? What's the next new drug trend? Uh Okay, lightning round. Lightning round. Topic from Ash sitting in the back as I'm playing Topic Roulette. She had a week to to post her topics. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Is she, can she post a topic for me to, to add to the wheel? No. Why? Because she gets naked around me. That's why. She doesn't need to. So, that being said, what her topic that she wants for this uh, lightning round 
is what will the new hot drug topic be? And I'm going to tell you what it is right now, ladies and gentlemen. Sit back, grab your set, light up your pipes, put on your big fancy robes, uh, buckle said pants. It is time for you to find out what the newest and hottest drug trend in the United States and the world will be here at the second half of 2019. And that is going to be, of course, sticking electrical wires in your mouth. Like, pure on electrical wires. You know, like you plug it in and you cut the wires. So you've got a real full, full, full force electrical current. Like 10,000 volts, 10K. And you just, oh, you stick it on your tongue. And man, oh, that gets you wired. That's what the kids will call it. They'll call it getting wired. They'll call it getting wired. Um, no, it's either going to be that or it's going to be injecting bleach straight into the bloodstream. Um, which personally I think is actually gonna, kind of the cure for all illnesses. Um, they don't really have it fleshed out yet, though, because if you... Here's the thing. If you inject bleach directly into your blood system, it will kill whatever's in there. AIDS, cancer, the heebie-jeebies, that shit your mom gave me last night. All that shit will be gone if you inject bleach directly into your bloodstream. But the bleach itself will kill you. So I don't know exactly how you've got... how, how you got to work that out. But, I mean, either uh, getting wired... By sticking electrical wires directly into your uh, directly into your moist mouth, or injecting bleach directly uh, into your bloodstream, and you know the kids these days are weird. They're not going to do it like right in their arm, like the way uh, you know traditional heroin addicts did back in my day. They're going to do it like down between the toe, like webbing in their toes, or or they'll snort the bleach. They'll put the bleach in the freezer. Freeze the bleach, smash it up, crystallized bleach, and they'll just snort the crystallized bleach powder, and or powdered bleach. They'll just get powdered bleach. I don't know why I went the long way with that. They'll just get powdered bleach and they'll snort it, and they'll still die. But uh, I'll tell you what, their 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 bloodstream will be clean. Like they'll be like two weeks ago, this person had cancer. Now we're doing the autopsy, and there's no cancer in their system. But well, then why are you doing an autopsy, doctor? Oh, because they snorted bleach. That's what the kids are doing these days. 2019. Chuck, chuck, rub, tup, tup, tup. Okay. Um, so that's that's my uh, hot new drug trend. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Star Trek V was what the wheel landed on. The real one. Um, not, a lo- not a lot of love for Star Trek V. You know, it was the uh, only one Shatner... I think it's actually the only movie Shatner himself ever directed. And it was such a poor experience for him that he just... Uh, he's like, nope, not doing that again. But, uh, you know, there's not a lot, it's, it's universally agreed upon that it and Generations are the, and, and then, um, and, and the original, the, the motion picture with V'ger. Those three are the worst Star Trek movies, it's, to my understanding. But Five kind of, um, you know, it, it kind of takes the cake for a lot of people. But not me, I, I, I like Five. I think that Five, uh, you know, it's got a lot of, it brings the, the, a lot of character arcs and a lot of really good um a lot of good character development in it like uh you know first first thing you do is you meet cybok who is spock's uh half-brother who's a pure-blooded vulcan he's not half human like spock is he's full-blooded vulcan but unlike vulcans who have adopted logic and foregone like pushed the emotion to the back and try to suppress any emotional feelings they have cybok embraces them and he goes out on a quest to find God and find out meaning to life. The meaning of life is his purpose. And he meets people and kind of gets this little, you know, what seems like a cult following along the way. Because 
he he heals their pain. He uses his Vulcan um, telekinesis. Like you know how when regular Vulcans uh, do the mind meld, and uh, if they do it with a with a human being or a, another species, there's an emotional transference. Well, he embraces emotion, so he uses that uh, mind meld power to heal people's uh, greatest pains, and they thank him for it by following him. You know, so I mean, it's it's like they introduce this character right off the bat. And I'm, you know, from the get-go, when I first seen it even, I remember being like, I want to see wh who this guy is, what is about him. And then you find out, holy shit, that's Spock's brother. And then they go and they finally, you know, he, he tells them he thinks he, he, that beyond the great barrier, he feels like he found God. He knows that's where he is. He had a vision. And they go there and it's, it's an alien, but they don't know it's an alien. It looks like fucking God. The first thing out of the goddamn thing's mouths are, he goes, McCoy asks, are you, is this the voice of God? And he goes, one voice, many names. And he shows all these different species and belief and religions, versions of what God's is before he takes on a form. And he goes, does this form please you? And so they're, they're all in shock. They're all in shock. And he's like, how, you, of all, the, all, all those who have tried to find me, you are the first to, 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 to find me. How did how did you make that so? And Cybok gets really excited, and he's like, "Oh, we we came on a starship," and so God quote see my hand quotes see my finger quotes God says, "Ah, a starship. Could this starship transport my wisdom past the barrier? I'd like to see this starship." And everybody's like, "Oh yeah, no problem. We'll bring you the fucking starship. We'll just take God up out of here because you know God needs a fucking starship apparently to go about." To which Kirk asks brilliantly um excuse me what does god need with a starship and that was clearly that was, i think that was the exact moment i started questioning like because I, I was i went to a catholic school when i was a kid i went to saint john the fucking baptist right down in Plumboro, and uh, i think that that moment was the first moment i actually questioned my faith i'm like yeah what would god need with a starship he's god he doesn't need any of this shit god doesn't need anything god doesn't need us to go to church to worship him. God doesn't need us to follow a book, a handed down booklet with stories in of how to live our lives. It's more like guidelines. That's not what God needs. God doesn't need anything. He's God. So, Star Trek V, I think, I think it's a great movie, uh, but it's universally hated by, uh, well, the uh, Star Trek universe. Next topic. Ooh, spin wheel, land on a good old topic. Things that smell great. I'm going to make it short and sweet. Cut grass, freshly cut grass, a skunk, some flowers, pussy, buttholes, hair after a shower, sometimes my armpit, sometimes my sock, my butthole, my nutsack. Always, 100% of the time, my nutsack is one of the things that smells great. It smells like what, whatever your favorite smell is, that's what my nutsack smells like. It smells differently to everybody. It's like um, that fucking potion in the Harry Potter series that they said that they're making, that they said takes on the, the, the love potion, the love potion they were making. And they said it takes on the scent of whatever uh, you, you're most attracted to. That's what my nutsack does. It takes on the scent of whatever you're most attracted to. So if your favorite smell is spaghetti and meatballs, my nuts, my dick and balls smell like spaghetti and meatballs. 
Um, if your favorite smell in the world is the smell of a bloated, rotting carcass, that's what my nuts smell like. Um, if your favorite smell in the world is uh, the smell of burnt hair, that's what my nutsack smells like. And for the record, my nutsack kind of smells like burnt hair anyway, even if that's not your favorite smell. But, uh, you know, those are some things that smell great. Next topic, please. Thank you. Toe rings. Rings that you wear on your toe. Jewelry for your feet. Um, you know, so I've lived, uh, I've lived 36 years of life on this earth, and I've seen some, some truly insane and stupid shit happen. I've seen some really, really stupid things. But toe rings are up there with things that I just think are just utterly useless. They are, they, they serve no purpose whatsoever aside to add some bling to your feet hey baby you check out my toe rings i got some bling on my feet we got some feet rings over here toe rings and henna tattoos remember henna tattoos those things were fucking garbage henna tattoos toe rings um pieces of twine that people said were hemp bracelets but they were just fucking string all these are useless fucking items that nobody needs. Those necklaces that were the fucking braided hemp with the seashells embraided in them, garbage. We Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The tattoo necklaces and shit like that and chokers and shit like that. I mean, I like chokers, but for a whole I was getting to that. I'm getting. I was saying I like cho I like neck chokers, but that's a whole different subject altogether compared to those fucking tattoos that are basically just a black band around your throat. You know, it, it's like you. It, you know the sensor bar on TV whenever somebody's naked, or they used to have whenever somebody would swear, and that black bar would cover their mouth or cover your junk. It's like you went and got one of those tattooed around your throat, which to me is pretty much advertising. Hey, cut here. Bring your axe, swing your axe at this level. Now, I don't own an axe, but if I did, that's that's the fucking target, people. Um, but yeah, all these useless things. There's fucking toe rings, uh, neck choker tattoos. Fucking people get their eyes tattooed now. Like you're fucking the whites of your fucking eye. That actual piece of eye. That's been tattooed. Um, Jesus Christ. Can we be louder with the fucking bag of chips? God damn. That was like the loudest bag of chips I've ever heard. How how loud? Hold up, I'm sorry, I can't eat a fucking bag of chips while you're naked. How loud was the bag of chips gonna be? How loud could we be with this fucking chips? Not as loud as a punch to your face. Not allowed as a punch to my face. It was very loud, I I said. Yeah, it's still not as loud as you. And aren't you supposed to be fucking sleeping? Oh. Yeah. Night-night. Okay. Next topic, please. <laughs> First dates. First dates. Pointless. Yes, I was going to say pointless. Just bang. That's what you need to do. If you're attracted to somebody... Bang, get it out of the way. Nah, no, it's only degradation if you, if you think about it that way. You know, just think about it like this, folks. Listeners, avid EOS Army. Bang and get it out of the way. Because 
a first date and multiple dates and beginning a relationship and taking it slow like that, it's all just leading up to sex anyway. But then if you decide that you're good with that person, you're going to live together and you're going to be a couple, you get to live together and you get to start actually knowing about how that person is after, after as they say, the honeymoon phase is over. So bang, get it out of the way, get it out of your system, then get to know each other. That's wrong, incorrect. Differences of opinion, agree to disagree. So, first dates are useless. That being said, that being said, I myself am a master of the first date. I have got the first date down like it is nobody's business. Talk to anybody who knows me and they'll say and you and, and ask them this question say, "What does Chad Suet know about first dates?" And I guarantee you their reply will be, "Who? What? He's been on dates with women? Really? No fucking way." Holy shit. I hold on wait. I got to tell some other people that knew him about this. And that's what they'll say. But uh no, I do have first dates down. Here's what you do. With male, and it doesn't matter what gender you are, male or female alike. Here's what you do when you take somebody on their first date. You get them in your car. All right, are you writing this down? Does everybody have a pen and paper? You get them in your car. You drive to the end of the road. You make a left. You drive until you cannot drive anymore. Once you hit a dead end, you get out of the car. You switch seats. Your date is now driving. You are now the passenger. Have her drive in the opposite direction of whence you came until you can't drive anymore. From there, you're going to make an immediate right-handed turn. Now, I don't know where this is going to lead because it's the, the road is different for everybody. It's all, it all depends on what your, your starting position was. But 9 out of 10 times, it's my experience, that you will encounter a large bovine uh, hoof-and-cloved cloven-hooved creature, uh, otherwise known as your basic dairy cow, and its udder will be sagging in full. Now, you, as the, as you, not your date, you, get out of the car, have her, have he or her go sit back in the passenger side of the car. You lock them inside of the car, take the keys, throw the keys off the roadside, you don't want those keys. Go up to the, go up to the, to the uh, cloven-hooved creature, go up to the cow, pull on its fourth udder. This is imperative. You do not want to pull on the first, second, or third udder. If you do this, a ghost will come out and it will chase you away. But if you pull on the fourth udder, this will open the car doors and restart your car engine. At which point you get back in your car and you drive in the opposite direction of whence you came until you cannot drive anymore. At which point there will be a small picnic set up by me, including things that I love to eat. And I will be there with you. On your picnic date, and it will be memorable for the for the both of you for the rest of your lives. So when anybody else asks, "Oh, how would you guys get together?" You could say, "Well, we had a we we drove around a bunch. There was a something with a cow and a ghost, or and then some random fucking dude just fucking made us a made us a picnic." And people would be like, "Wow, that's weird," but you'll never forget it, and that's a, that's a fact. You will never fucking forget your first date. So that's what you got to do. If, I, I hope you took notes because there's going to be a test on this in the next episode. Next topic, little wheel. Take me to your topic pleasures. Aerobics. I don't do them. I should probably do them. I don't do them. Um, you know, I guess it works for some. 
you know, there's nothing wrong with being healthy and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, live and stay alive. Um, you know, I guess aerobics are good. You build up stamina and you strengthen your heart muscles and shit like that. But, uh, you know, not, not for me. That's not, that's not my, my thing. Uh, no, my thing is deadlifting, um, deadlifting the corpses of exotic animals off the side of the road. So, um, you know, like, cause I'm an animal lover. If I'm driving down the road and I see like, you know, the bloated corpse of like, you know, a, a poor mother deer who got hit by a car. My, my workout is I go out there and I squat down on my haunches and I, I just on my tiptoes and I squat down. I thrust down on my haunches with all my might and I jam my hands under the, under the poor, poor, poor deer's, uh, corpse. And then using entirely nothing but my spine muscles, I just jam my body straight up. So my legs are up and my arms are straight up above my head and I'm holding, holding mama deer up above my head. And then I repeat this process for every animal I find, regardless of its size or what it is. One time, I did this with a bear, but the bear was still alive. It had not yet passed on. I do not recommend it. Uh, that, for the record, is one of the reasons why my testicles and ball sack always, some, some, most of the time, smell like burnt hair. Uh, it's a whole story. I'm not getting into it now. Next topic. What age is it appropriate to start swearing? This was handed down by Carol Ann Lamberti Schutz. I'd like to thank you for this topic, Carol Ann, because uh, um, it's my, it's the humble opinion of this fellow here. And once again, I want to remind all our listeners that uh, his opinions are his own. Um, it's the opinion of your, your, your humble and uh, fun-loving host, Czar of the Bazaar himself, uh, Chadwick J. Stewart, that you should start swearing as soon as possible. Get it out of your system. They're just fucking words. Me, I swear all the time. That shit's like fucking punctuation. You use a comma, I use the F word. You use an exclamation point, I go shit, shit. That's, you know, they're just fucking words. So, you know, start as early as possible. I never understood people who were like, oh, you've got such a dirty mouth. No, my mouth isn't dirty. I'm just using words. I put if I eat a if I eat a handful of mud, then my mouth is dirty. If I don't brush my remaining teeth for 16 weeks, then my mouth is dirty. But swearing is not a dirty mouth. Oh, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Well, what am I supposed to, what other mouth am I supposed to kiss my mother with? I could kiss her with Grimace's mouth. Ha <laughs> ha! Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Oh, that was fun. Um, no, seriously, start start swearing as soon as possible. Learn new swear words. Make some up. Use combinations. Learn how to appropriately use combinations. Because, I mean, if you're sitting there and you just started swearing, and someone's like, nice hat, fag! And your response is, oh yeah, you dick worm cheese! You're not gonna... What the fuck is that? Dick worm cheese? But uh, on the other hand, if you're, if you're like... Yeah! Nice hat, fag! Nice face, motherfucker! I'm surprised the best part of you didn't run out of your mom's ass crack! Okay, you just won. You just won. But, for the record, dickworm cheese is now gonna be a phrase that's an EOS phrase from now on. Element of surprise, surprise fa phrase. Hashtag, dickworm cheese. Yes! Fuck you, dickworm cheese! Next topic, moving on.
STDs. STDs, I'm assuming, this was another one from Mark Rago, I'm assuming he meant sexually transmitted diseases and not Stop Ted Danson. Uh, which, for the record, STD should also stand for Stop Ted Danson because too much of that guy. We, we, the, the worst part of Cheers was Ted Danson. The best part of Cheers was, was, uh, was Fraser Crane. Pardon me, listeners, I had to wet my whistle. Wet my whistle. Um, no, we should always stop Ted dancing, but um, I'm assuming he meant sexually transmitted to de- diseases. Oh, I mean, let's see. There's the Mexican Super AIDS, which uh, is exclusive to Mexico, but easy to get. It's airborne down there. Um, there's Canadian Fever. Which is, if you've ever had sex with anybody who is even remotely Canadian, you now have Canadian fever. Um, the symptoms of Canadian fever are easy to spot. Uh, you start parting your hair to the side. Um, your, your, your eyes become small and beady. And uh, your skin gets really, really tight on your face. That's how you know you've got Canadian fever. Um, let's see, what other STDs are there out there? Uh, there's human bumblefoot, which is a lot like regular bumblefoot that you'll find in, uh, some animals, except for it's on a person, and you get it from rubbing your foot off of a filthy vagina. So that's how you do it. Or a filthy dick, I guess. I, I mean, I've never heard of anybody getting, a, a human bumblefoot from rubbing o- their foot off a dick, but, uh, I, 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 I've seen amputees who are like, oh, what happened to you, man? It's like, oh, human bumblefoot. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry to hear that. Take, take, here's, here's a hundred dollars. Please spend it on booze. Um, so, those, those, I mean, those are some STDs. There's also McGlord syndrome. Now, McGlord syndrome is not an STD, but it is, a, it is running rampant in the United States in 2019. And let me tell you a little bit about McGlord syndrome. So, I, now I'm going to screw this up first off because I always say pelican and that's not accurate. It is actually the flamingo. So, you know the flamingo, that big pink bird with the, the, the fucking, like, thin-ass, weak-ass giraffe neck, and, like, you know, it's like, stands on one foot to show how fucking amazing its balance is and looks like an asshole? Um, never make direct eye contact with one of them, because if you make direct eye contact with a flamingo, you now have McGlord syndrome. And McGlord's sets on slowly. What it does first is you get, like, a high fever... And then it breaks, and you feel okay. Uh, you get then, then like a few weeks later, you start feeling like you're getting the meat sweats. Like you're just like, oh, I ate too much meat. But that's you're just doing that normally. You ha- might not have even eaten any meat. And then you, next thing you know, is you you, you go to the bathroom and it hurts to pee. And you look down in the toilet, and what's that? You you you're pissing out actual diamonds, not not crystallized urine, diamonds, like like the. The, the precious gemstones, diamonds. You're now pissing diamonds. And you do this every time you urinate for three years until finally you shit out your entire spinal column and die. That's McGlord syndrome. Um, not technically an STD, but, uh, you know, flamingos are kind of like an erotic bird, so why not just lump it in the list? So th- th- those are some STDs, Mark Rego. And again, uh, once I just want to throw out there once more that STD should also st- stand for Stop Ted Danson. You know, stop Ted dancing. Next topic.
What an excellent follow-up. Human genitalia, male and female. Now, I'm assuming whoever said this wants me to talk about just the male genitalia and then female genitalia, but that's not how you worded it, good human being, whoever you may have been. You said human genitalia, male and female, so I'm going to take that to mean that you want me to talk about, like, man and female genitalia that's been mashed into one sort of thing that is just now like a hybrid genital. And, uh, we're going to call it the, uh, we're going to call it the vajik. So, you've got a vajik, or you've got a vaginus, and, uh, or a mangina, or, uh, you know, that's, uh, no, I like vaginus. So, you've got a vaginus. What do you do? I mean, you, do you, do you date, can, can you date both men and women, or, or do you, can you get aroused by both men and women, like you're bisexual, but also, you know, be able to actually have the bits and pieces and nuggets to, uh, to do as you're supposed to do on them? And I'm going to say that, yes, you can, because I just invented the vaginus, and it can do whatever the fuck I tell it to do. Because, uh, oh, that's another thing. If you have a vaginus, you actually have to physically order it around. It's not like a regular body part that your brain controls. You actually have to yell at it. Um, it works better if someone else yell yells at it, whoever you're attracted to, just yells at your vaginus. So, you know, like, <laughs> you just get somebody and they're just, just screaming full force. <laughs> just screaming full force right at your crotch. To get your vaginus to work. And that's, uh... <laughs> that's, that's how they operate. That's, that's, uh, male and female human genitalia. Next topic, please. Sasquatch's job. Um, Admittedly, this came from one of the, this topic was sent to me from one of the uh, many podcast like promote your podcast uh, Facebook pages. So I have no idea who sent it, but uh, they want to know what Sasquatch, Sasquatch's job would be. And I, I I've always imagined uh, Sasquatch kind of like as like a sexy tax attorney. You know, like you you don't you didn't pay your taxes. And so now you got to go to court, and you know, like like Wesley Snipes, you got to go to court, and you know, you you're 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 being you're guilty of tax fraud, or uh, tax evasion, and so you know, you you got the prosecutor there, and the district attorney, and the judge is staring down at you from his high horse, and he's got really deep sunken eyes that glow a fiery red, and you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna go to jail for a long fucking time, and then bam, the door to the courtroom gets kicked open. And in walks fucking Sasquatch. And he's just regular old Sasquatch. Like, he's not wearing, like, a lawyer suit or anything like that. He might have a tie on. He might have a bow tie. But in walks Sasquatch and with a briefcase and his, and his bow tie. And he just comes up and he's just like... And just makes fucking Sasquatch noises. And uh, the jury sits there and they, like, stroke their chin. And they're like, hmm. Hmm. Pervasive argument. Yes. Whew. Hmm. And then, like, the judge is like, order! I say order in my court! Because he's a southern judge. And then Sasquatch is like, and, you know, the, uh, the jury goes and deliberates, and they come back, and they're like, we find this client not guilty of tax evasion. And then everyone in the courtroom stands up and claps. 
And that's, that's what I imagine Sasquatch's job is. Um, which is also probably why nobody in the woods can seem to find him when they're hunting for Sasquatch. They're checking the wrong fucking places. They need to be checking courthouses in, like, you know, rural, rural Louisiana. That seems to be where uh, Sasquatch would be based off my description. So, um, so, yeah, that's Sasquatch's job. Next topic... Sam's Club. Fuck Sam's Club. Fuck Sam's Club. You need to have a card to you to go in there and buy anything. And it's all just bulk. It's all just, hey, do you got mayonnaise at home? Yeah, I got, I got mayonnaise. What are you going to use it for? Sandwiches, maybe. And some cooking. Maybe I'm going to make some mayonnaise on my sandwiches. Oh, yeah? Well, you do you have a five-gallon bucket of, of mayonnaise? No, I don't know. Well, fuck you then, because we're Sam's Club. Okay, well, I guess maybe I'll buy your five-gallon bucket. Do you have the Sam's Club card? No. Well, then you can't buy it. Well, then why the fuck did you entice me and fucking ridicule my regular tiny, just normal, you know, mayonnaise that I squirt right out of the tube onto the sandwich bread? Why did you ridicule this and get me all enticed and in, in, to fall in love with the five-gallon bucket of, of mayonnaise if I'm not allowed in there? And, you know, what's worse about Sam's Club is you need a Sam's Club fucking membership to use the Sam's Club gas station. That's horseshit. I have a friend who told me a story one time about they were on their way home from work. And they need they desperately needed gas because they were too lazy and too self-important to get gas on the way uh, to work. And those are their own words. That's exactly how they told me this story. And so they, 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 the nearest gas station to them was Sam's Club. So they pull in there. Basically on fumes. The Sam's Club, I believe, in Monroeville. And uh, they pull in there basically on fumes. And they're like, holy shit, I can't believe I even made it here. And they go to pump gas, and it's like, it just won't work. And then as it turns out, somebody, the attendant comes out and says, oh, where's your Sam's Club card? And it's like, I don't have one. It's like, then you can't get gas here. So, fuck you, Sam's Club. All your shit is gigantic proportions of shit I really don't need. And I can't buy gas there, so I'm not going there in the first place. Next topic, thank you very much. Moving on. What's it gonna be? Peter Popoff's Miracle Spring Water. Okay, so, you know, uh, truth be told, this one, you, this one needs a YouTube video to explain. So, here's what we're gonna do, class. We are going to go directly to YouTube right now and we are going to check for Peter Popoff's Miracle Spring Water. And I'm going to play this for you. It is, it's like a minute and uh, four, 41 seconds long and it's this fucking TV evangelist. But you know, I mean, here, I'll, I'll let you guys listen. It's a TV evangelist. He says he's got this spring water that's miracle spring water, and it, it, it's God is going to fix your life if you drink this tiny little plastic packet of miracle water. But I'll let you listen to it. Now, it's you know easier if you hear this first before I talk. So, it starts out with a, with a quote from uh, Jude 19. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts. Peter Popoff wants you to know that God can reverse every negative verdict in your life. You don't have to live a life sentence of lack and defeat. You can be free to enjoy all of God's richest blessings. That's why he wants to... 
a free packet of Miracle Spring Water, your point of contact for the miracle you need, now in a larger size. I had been in two car accidents, and the doctors kept saying, well, here, you got to take painkillers. I used your Miracle Spring Water, and it's gone. The banks had told me that I could not get another home. I prayed, I believed, I followed every instruction, and on May 26th, we closed on our dream home. Stop settling on less and reach for God's best. God is a God of more, and now there's more Miracle Spring Water in a new, larger packet. You have sent me the water, and I use it. You told me I was going to get a check for $7,000. Sure enough, I got a check in the mail. It was exactly $7,000. Another check for $4,700 for me to move to New York City. Glory to God. Supernatural wealth transfer. I will send you the Miracle Spring Water. Okay, so I'm going to pause it right here. I think I need to talk about this guy. He looks like the natural look on his face as he's talking about sending this Miracle Spring Water that he's packaged in a small plastic container that looks like a ketchup packet that you'd get at Burger King. Um, first thing, he looks like he's like constantly the look on his face the natural look of his on his face looks like the look you make when you're taking a painful shit and that's just his that's just his face secondly his teeth seem to be like trying to escape his his mouth while he's talking and um his the guy is clearly like 87 years old but his hair is jet black like he's dyed his hair jet black He's got that, like, TV, like, 700 Club Evangelist look to him, but, like, he, he makes those guys look like fucking saints, and they're, like, the worst fucking people on earth. Um, but let's continue. Let's listen to what Peter Popoff has to say. I'll send you the instructions. I'll tell you how to use it to see total victory. It He's going to send you instructions on how to use a packet of water. I want to make that clear again. Peter Popoff... He's going to send you instructions. So you get a, a tiny little ketchup packet filled with uh, miracle God water from a miracle spring water that Peter Popoff found. And he's not divulging the location of this miracle spring to anybody but himself. But he's willing to share the water from it with you. And it comes with a fucking instruction booklet. An instruction manual. This sounds like witchcraft to me. This sounds like straight up witchcraft every area of your life. Act now. Call the number on your screen today and get your free packet of Miracle Spring Water. Isn't it amazing to see what God is doing? Isn't it amazing to see what God is doing, says Peter Popoff crazily. Um, okay, next topic. Peer pressure. Okay, peer pressure, um, you know, I, I, if, I, if I can give one piece of advice to all my young listeners out there, it's always give in to peer pressure. No, no. Um, no, peer pressure is bullshit. You know, you got to be you, man. You do you, and don't, don't give a fuck what anybody else ever says or tries to get you to do because, you know, there's going to be people out there. And it's, oh, oh, let, me, let me tell you this. Let me start here. You're going to come across a shitload of people in your life. And, uh, you know, a good portion of them are just going to be, you know, forget me. You're just going to be like, who the fuck is this? Was that asshole? I don't know. They're, they're an asshole. I don't, I don't care for them. But, um, you know, there are going to be people who, who, who are important to you. But that doesn't mean that just because somebody's important to you that you are important to them. 
You know, so you got to do you. And don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Even if that person's like your best friend or your mom or your dad. You know, just be who you are. And don't fucking hide that shit. And don't fucking beat yourself up. Because trust me, I've been there. You can spend a long fucking time beating the shit out of yourself mentally over shit that, uh, you know, it's not, not even your fault. Shit that happened whenever you were a kid. So... You know, don't don't fucking worry about who you are. And, you know, I like to think that in 2019, uh, people are a little bit more open to that shit. But, uh, you know, I, I also know better. It's just a fucking agenda that the uh, media is pushing. But that, that being said, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, actually just being yourself and owning who you are and, you know, not giving in to fucking, like, peer pressure is or, or other people's opinions of you. Is, is wrong. You should just be who you are and not give a fuck what anybody else thinks. It's that fucking simple. That being said, I want you to do something for me. Um, I've got this hot, fresh, sticky, stinky weed, and I need you to smoke it. Smoke the weed. Eat the pancakes. Eat the motherfucking pancakes. Uh, no. Smoke the weed. I said so. That's why. Peer pressure. Next topic. Ah, describe your dream home. Okay, here's what we're going to do, folks. Um, I'm going to, exactly as it says, I'm going to describe to you my dream home. So, uh, here we go. Let's see. You, you pull up a long driveway, like really long, like two or three miles. And you go through the woods, and then there's, bam, there's a big clearing. It's a big clearing. And you're like, where's the fucking house? Where's the house? Just keep driving. And then you come to the end of the driveway, and there's a sign. There's like a, like a flag sticking up out of the ground. And it, it tells you to look down. And in the ground, there's a large hole, but like a door over it, like a hobbit hole. And then you climb down a ladder, and the entire subterranean area of this clearing has been um, modified into like... like like a hobbit hole, like Bilbo's house in uh, Lord of the Rings or um, the Hobbit series. Uh, pretty much exactly like the way Peter Jackson had it, had them done up in the movies. But entirely underground, but also certain rooms are just fucking ball pits, like a Chuck E. Cheese's. And then, like, you know, maybe other, another room's like a sex dungeon. And, you know, maybe another, maybe another room is just like a mirror. Just, like, all the walls are just mirrored and the floors are mirrored and the ceilings are mirrored. And then maybe there's just a door. And you're like, oh, what's in that room? And I tell you, don't go in there. And you say, well, what if I go in there? And I'm like, don't do it. And, you know, you don't want to go what's in there. Oh, well, what's in there? Don't go in there. Don't go in that room. You know, like, maybe one of those. And, you know, maybe, uh, like, because it's an underground, like, hobbit, like, house, maybe, like, some of the, like, you got to use, like, tubes and ladders and slides to get from, like, one area to another, like the tube house, or like 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 you would if you were, like, a gerbil person. Um, so that would be my dream home. And, uh, you know, you just get the mail at the end of the driveway. Like, you drive, like, three, three miles down to the end of the driveway each day to get the mail, and three miles back. And that's how you get out of the house, but you're in the middle of fucking nature, and it's beautiful. So that's my dream home. I'm not even joking about that. That's That's literally my dream home. Useless superpowers. Okay, 
I can have fun with this one. Um, let me think. What would be a useless superpower? Okay, so let's say that your superpower is your nipples glow lightly. Like, they have a slight glow to them. It's not really noticeable, but unless it's, like, completely pitch black, and then, like, you kind of say, oh, your nipples give off a, a small amount of light. And it's like, yes, they do. Not enough to see where I'm going. Or, for that matter, uh, do anything whatsoever. But, uh, you know, they do do that. And I can control it because it's a power. It's my superpower. So, like, that would be, like, a useless superpower. Uh, maybe having a belly button that uh, shoots sparkles uh, four feet. A distance of four feet. And I don't mean, like, electric sparks. I mean, like, glitter. Like, having a belly button, you just be like, you know, like how, like, some superheroes, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a good one here. Okay, like Thor. He's got the hammer, and he spins the hammer, and it, you know, the lightning comes from the sky, and he, th he throws the hammer, and it comes back to him. That's, like, his power. Or, like, Superman's got, like, x-ray vision and shit like that, and heat vision. He, like, focuses real hard with his eyes, and, like, lasers come out, and it fries you. Well, your power could be, like, you focus real hard, and glitter just shoots out of your belly button, and it does nothing. It doesn't hurt anybody, it doesn't, like, create, like, anything, like, else that you can, like, save a person's life with, or, you know, anything of use. It's just poof, and there's glitter out of your belly button. Um, maybe your superpower is that you can fly, but you are relegated to having levitation only a half a centimeter off the ground. So, essentially, nobody even knows that you're flying. Like, it'd be fun at parties. You could tell people to, like, slide a, uh, like, a sheet of paper under your, under your feet, and they would be able to, like, slide it the entire way effortlessly. But that's it. So, the, the, I mean, that, those are useless powers. How about, um, now, see, I've got a use for this one. Most of you are going to hear this and think that it would be a very useless superpower, but I've already determined long ago that if this were a superpower, uh, I would have a very good use for it. Uh, but how about, um, aging quickly? So, you remember in, um... Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You remember the guy that uh, chose poorly and drank from the, the wrong grail, and then he, uh, he ages in a matter of seconds. He ages like several hundred years until he's just dust. I want to be able to do that at will. And, uh, you know, just age myself. I can't go younger. I can't make myself younger than I am today. So tomorrow I won't be able to make myself younger than I am tomorrow. But what I can do is rapidly age forward to from like, 36 years old to like 103 years old and then back. And I would use this, I mean, most of you would agree that that's a pretty useless power. What does, what does rapid aging and age, and then rapid age regression back to your regular age um, in the course of a few seconds have, have uh, what, what, what use would that power be? And for the most part, you're right. It would be relatively useless unless you're me. And the reason for that is because I would use it to intimidate my enemies. I'd be like, hey man, Come with me. We're going to do this. And you'd be like, no, nah, I don't think I want to do that. That's not really my, uh, you know, that's not really my, 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 my deal, man. I don't, I'm not into that. And I'd be like, oh, I think you're going to do it. Oh, yeah, well, I'd like to see you make me. And then I would rapidly age. You'd be like, oh, and I'd ra rapidly age at you. And you'd be like, holy shit, man. Okay, we'll do whatever you want. Just don't fucking do that anymore. And so it, it, it serves a purpose to me. But other than that, it's a pretty, pretty useless superpower. And, uh. All right, next topic. Three left. Ooh.
Ooh, gangs. Okay, good topic. Good topic. I was in a gang once. We used to roam the streets at night doing choreographed dances and snapping our fingers like this. We would roam the streets anytime we like. We'd roam the streets all day and night. We'd go around, do what we want. I got my switchblade and my comb and my quaff back hair and my leather jacket. You don't know me. Don't tell me how to live my life. So it would be like, yeah, so I was in a gang once and it was like West Side Story. And, um, you know, it all ended because uh, Johnny, the leader, fell in love with the sister of the leader of the uh, opposing gang. And then they tried to fuse the two gangs together. And then we just had a giant gang. And then within the gang, there were little cliques of, uh, like little mini gangs forming and then they all separated but once we were all separated it was just like three guys hanging out and that's not really a gang so um you know i if, if i say anything about joining a gang it's this it's make sure that they do have choreographed dances learn the dance moves and the songs you got you got to know when you're supposed to sing a very embarrassing moment in my life is that whenever i was in a gang and we were supposed to sing a song about a railroad about a rail car and i didn't know the words and, you know, like somebody's saying, they're singing about the rail car and then they're like, Chah! and they like point at me and I'm like, it's on the tracks. It's never coming back. And they're like, no, man, it's right here. It's it, it's here now. You're screwing up the music. And then they, they, they all beat me with clubs and then they pissed on me. And then they took pictures of my uh, my unconscious uh, body with their um, they put the dicks on my head. And that was not fun at all. So, uh, you know, if you're going to join a gang, learn the dance moves, learn the choreography, learn the songs. OJ Simpson on Twitter. This was suggested by um, Mr. Justin, Justin Shetland, and I uh, thank you, Justin, for this topic. Now, um, OJ on Twitter, it's uh, it's 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 becoming a thing. So let's let's look back at the history of OJ Simpson for a moment. Let's all look back at the history of what we know of OJ Simpson. So there was football, then there was the Naked Gun movies, then there was the murder, there was the whole glove. Judge Ito, sexy Judge Ito, he had his little goatee, he was Asian, it was cool. Marsha Clark's uh, ever-changing haircut and, and hairline. Um, you had, uh, oh, what the hell was his name? Kardashian, he was the Kardashian dad. Rob Kardashian? That was, the, that was his name, he's dead now. As one of the lawyers, um, he looked confused all the time. Um, you had Johnny Cochran was there, and then, you know, O.J. found not guilty, even though he was guilty. So, then he comes out, he writes the book, If I Did It, and he gives explicit details that, like, literally only the investigators knew about of how he would do it. And it's like, wait a minute, but they can't try him again, because, you know, you can't be tried uh, tried twice for the same crime. And, and so then, and then he does go to jail. But not for not for the crime of murdering Nicole Brown Simpson. He goes to jail for what was it? Um, like fraud or something like that, or assault or something stupid. And then he gets out of jail, and he gets on. What's the first thing O.J. Simpson does after he gets out of jail? Does he maybe find a nice, quiet place to like hunker down and not be in the limelight and you know just kind of for the first time in like the past 25 years stay out of the fucking limelight and just you know. 
That way people can't bug him no more. No, he joins fucking Twitter. And he makes videos that start off, every one of his videos goes, Hey there, Twitter world. It's yours truly. As if we all know who O.J. Simpson is. Now, hear me, hear me out. I'm 36 years old. I know who O.J. Simpson is. But, like, people of, like, the current young generation who are like 15 16 years old and shit and they're all like twitter happy now i don't got a twitter so i don't know what it's like on there i'm assuming that they give you candy but um for all the young generation who's on twitter like all the time and they they can post whatever they want but not as much as you can on other social media sites so it seems useless to me um they're, they're on there they don't fucking have a clue who oj simpson is they're seeing this fucking random dude show up he's like hey twitter world it's yours truly and they're like who is this? And then, like, their moms and dads are like, oh, yeah, no, he was a, uh, he's a famous murderer. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's follow him because we're fucking, it's 2019, why not? And then all his videos basically sound like the ramblings of a guy who took too many hits to the head while playing football, which is exactly who O.J. Simpson is. This is like, hey, Twitter world, it's yours truly. You can't get one past the old duck because I'm making it my time to get back at those ones who were saying stuff for me when they were talking. You know, I spent out of the time too many times, and now you look at me, and now look at me. Yours truly standing right here. Free man in the Ozarks. Got that fresh air in my lungs and my, you know, ocean water up to my knees. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nobody cares about you anymore. You're not relevant. And he does this, like, all the time now. So that's O.J. Simpson on Twitter. Final topic. Pineapples on pizza, or Hawaiian style, as they call it. Now, I know it's pronounced Hawaiian style, but it is two eyes, So it's Hawaiian style. Hawaiian style pizza um, has got to be the worst fucking pizza. Listen to me. If you are a person... If you are a person who enjoys pineapple on anything, or in general, we cannot be friends. You might, every other aspect of your personality might be comparable with my own. You could, you could very well be lined up as, hey, this is going to be, you're going to be Chad's best friend. Wait till you fucking meet Chad. You guys are going to get along like two peas in a pod. Best friends attached at the hip. And then be like, awesome. Okay, so then we meet and we're hanging out. And you're like... Oh, man, what's your favorite food? And I'm like, oh, man, ramen. And you're like, oh, man, I, I, I kind of like Hawaiian-style pizza. I, 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 just, I just get up and leave. I just walk out because you've ruined it. You've ruined everything. Pineapple is a fruit that serves no purpose. And anybody that eats pineapple or enjoys pineapple on something as delicious as pizza, because the, the possibilities of pizza are almost infinite. You can literally make a pizza in any style you want. And the style you settled upon is to fucking cut up the nastiest fruit in the world and just jam it in there with the cheese and the sauce? Fuck you. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Pineapple pizza is disgusting. You go eat your Hawaiian style and stay the fuck out of my life. Thank you. Oh, and that's it. There's nothing else for me to spin. So... That has been Topic Roulette. It was a fun game. I liked this one. It was a, it was a fun game. Um, let's see. we got some things coming up uh, in the future. Um, I'd like to have a round table. I'd like, I've got moved into a new apartment. 
It's got a nice little setup in here, and I'd like to have a round table, so I'm putting that out there. Uh, we could call it the, uh, I'm already calling it the His Opinions Are His Own Shindig, and uh, you can thank uh, Mr. Butch, Floyd Lester Butch Suet for that suggestion for that title, because uh, he's, um, that he was the one that came up with the title. Um, I was going to call it, he, uh, he, the, what he does is not related to my music, but that would be a little harder to understand. Uh, and then there was the I don't know about zombies name, but, um, you know, I, I myself know a lot about zombies, and you who know me would say, Chad knows about zombies, what the hell is that about? And uh, it would take a lot of explaining that Butch doesn't know about zombies, and also that he immediately diagnosed from never hearing this podcast that it must be about zombies. So, there's, uh, anyway, there's the, uh, the his opinions are his own shindig coming up. Um, I'd like to invite as many of uh, my avid listeners and fans to that. Uh, join me, sit around. Talk, uh, talk some shit for a few hours and, uh, you know, be on the podcast. Make your voice known. Um, also, you know, the tomorrow, or not tomorrow, uh, Thursday is half a year, half of 2019's down. So I'd like to do like a, uh, you know, maybe something like a Christmas in July, but only at the end of August kind of deal. Like, you know. What, what, what's, a, what's a random holiday that we could be like that's not in August, but we could jam in August? Uh, like the way they do with Christmas in July. How about uh, St. Patrick's Day in August? That sounds, that, sounds hot, that sounds like hot, sweaty debauchery to me. I like it. Let's do that. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, if you enjoyed anything you heard here tonight on Topic Roulette, um, I implore you, and even if you didn't, I, I'd like for you to check out the following podcasts. Uh, there is a fireside chat hosted by my good friend uh, Grimace, Ryan McCormick. He's hosting a fireside chat that's his, po- his podcast. It's been going since 2013, people. Maybe even earlier than that. And, uh, you know, so he's been doing it a long time. And you can hear that on Libsyn.com and check him out on Facebook. He's got the uh, the fireside chat Facebook page on Facebook. Um also check out 4AM Knows All of My Secrets, hosted by Ryan McCormick and uh, Tiffany Moore. That's their uh, joint podcast together. That's, oh, honestly, that's one of my one of my favorites. Uh, they're taking a little bit of a hiatus. Again, I haven't heard any uh, updates on that recently, but uh, they said it's not done. So uh, it will be coming back. Check that out also on Libsyn. Uh, there are uh, Paul, Ian, and Matt, the boys of McSauce, the comic book podcast. Uh, they're still doing their thing. They got that over at Podomatic, and they're on YouTube as well, so you can watch episodes and shorts on YouTube, you can hear all the episodes on podomatic.com, uh, so check out uh, the uh, McSauce comic book podcast, and lastly, before I go, check out the Case in Point podcast, hosted by Mr. Justin Case, on Audioboom, and also on YouTube. Um, okay, so that's that's that, thank you guys for tuning in, I hope you enjoyed Topic Roulette, get in touch with me through the Facebook page and the group if you'd like to be a part of the roundtable. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll find out that at the, uh, his opinions are his own shindig, that actually some opinions are shared. Whew. Well, that's, that's the element of surprise for you right there. And, as always, I leave you with our, uh, these fine parting words. Cue the fucking bear music.
Georgia.